bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 2, Episode 12, 951 Melee. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jesse Cypher. You get it. And I'm so happy that you're joining me today. We have a lot to get into. We have recapping of Summit Champions League 2 Week 1. And we also have an awesome interview with Firepuff 12. We're actually going to do that first. But first, first, <laughs> got to talk about Petricide. That's right. I want to give a big shout out to Petricide, listener to this here podcast, as well as Sprinting Legs. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. I meant to shout y'all out last episode and I totally forgot. So that is on me. That is on me. I'm so sorry. But thank you for being gracious. I reached out to Petra and I said, I meant to shout you out and I forgot to. That's on me. Very nice about it. And she said, it's all good. We appreciate what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. But the point is, is that I have people who are listening. It's really wonderful that y'all are listening. So thank you so much for continuing to do so. This is a big episode today. So this is a lot to chew through. Hopefully you will be able to not look at the length of the episode and go, oh, well, you know what? Kick a field goal <laughs> or pass. You get it. Swipe left. Is that how that works? Anyway. Thank you all for being here. Let's get to this interview with Firepuff12. Also, to the Melee Stats crew, Firepuff12 loves you. Promise. Almost forgot to include that. Now let's get to the interview. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today I'm so excited to be joined by Firepuff12, also known as Fire, and that's what we'll be doing moving forward. Fire, how you doing? Ah, I'm doing all right. Uh, thanks for having me on, Cypher. Pretty yes, badass tech. Yes, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yes, thank you. I appreciate that. You're you're on Twitter as as Firepuff12, but you were explaining to me before we got started that your tag is is just fire. I guess that's a good place to start with you and your melee journey. What inspired you for just fire for your tag? Um, sure. So it was around um. 2013 i mean 2014 and um i hadn't been to a tournament yet but like one of my friends was uh you know how sometimes a friend will like sponsor like a meal or something but for his birthday he sponsored a tournament which was mayhem uh, and this was like the old school mayhem like right after melee blew up so there was like 300 entrants and um uh, so i was just standing there about to enter a tournament and i was just like dang i, I don't really know what my tag is yet uh, I was playing, um, like, I mained um, Spaces, and I was switching to Puff. I was, like, making the transition. And I was like, there's Firebird, Firefox, and there's Rest. And I think I just like Fire in general. And I think um, people that know me might agree, like, sometimes I can be, like, fiery, like, in terms of personality. So I was like, you know, Fire, let's just go with that. I love it. It's It's that sort of second identity or a new identity within the realm of smash sort of like what wife says in the smash documentary which i'm sure you've seen <laughs> it's sort of oh, a rite yeah. of, it's sort of a rite of passage but the way that wife talks about having like a tag and how you can just be a different person if you want to in the community mm -hmm. not necessarily to take advantage of that specific bit just to say if you're more of a shy person irl but you go to a tournament and you're gonna be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to speak up some more. I'm going to try to try to have more of my personality show. It 
you get it. There's all kinds of different yeah. decisions that you could potentially make. And I'm waxing poetic, but Fire, I don't know if you remember hearing this in any of the podcast episodes you may or may not have listened to of my own podcast, but I actually have not played in a tournament ever. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, well, but actually, watched... real quick. Um, or... Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. I just wanted to say shout-outs to Wife. Uh, <laughs> that quote and just him in general, like his presence has been so sick, like in the documentary and overall. And I want to say one more thing. I think I thought of Fire like as an example, thanks to Ice. <laughs> and I think Ice told me that he thought of Ice because of Fire. So that's a fun little fact. Ooh, that's very cool. Now you're talking about Ice. This is this is one of the uh, one of the best EU players, Europe players, uh, German player, right? Is that am I correct? That's right. That's really yes. cool. At the time, he was playing Martin Sheik. Oh, but yeah. I didn't, uh, you know, I don't think I even knew that. Ice didn't play Fox this whole time. Yeah, so he was considered like the European Mewtwo King back in the day. He had a really solid Martin Sheik. And then he just felt like it was easier to play Fox because he had more of a motivation to practice on his own because he didn't have that many players, right, in his region. Uh, and he just stuck with Fox from there on. So That's really cool. You just pick up on that sort of story from all kinds of people that you meet at these tournaments but you said that your first tournament was about 2014 or 15 did i hear correctly yeah so early 2014 but it wasn't consistent because my parents were like uh, super against it so i would say i started competing like late 2015 because i started going to ucr and then i had a whole secret life that like my family does not know about to this day <laughs> <laughs> by day <laughs> He goes yeah. by one name, but by night or by the weekend, or you get it, and it's <laughs> fire, ready to rest your favorite Spacey and break all of your hearts. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, I wanted to go back to, um, you were talking about how you haven't gone to a tournament yet. I think I think you're going to be really excited for what's to come. I, I can't wait to hear about your journey. Yeah, that's that's I, I wasn't expecting to necessarily say that then that an IRL tourney would necessarily be the first one. I was so sure that I was gonna be able to have Wi Fi and play Slippy, but that did not pan out. So it very well might be that if IRL tournaments can come back safely, that might happen before I'm able to move out of this landlord mucky situation and play there potentially. We'll see. So yes. Let's get back to you. Yeah. In in the early days, you were talking about how hard it was to compete on a regular basis, go to tournaments on a regular basis because the family was like, uh, video games? Like, did you, yeah. did you ever feel that you would just sort of be stuck in that situation forever? Or did you encourage yourself by saying, you know, I'll, I'll grow up, I'll pay my dues, I'll be able to do this at some point? Or was it really hard to say, man, this sucks. I really want to do more of this, but I can't right now. Um, I guess it was a mix of both. And I, I had a change of like understanding of life. Like, p see, people tell you that like, you know, you can't really make it in Melee. Like you need to, in terms of career, you need to make it somewhere else. And then like, this needs to be a hobby, right? So I didn't fully grasp that. Like I used to think I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to get really good. And then I'm going to be like these top players. I'm going to manage, even if it's not like a good, like solid foundation. Like 
I, I thought that was like that was like my dream, I guess. Um, then reality kind of sunk in and I realized like that's not quite the case. Um, so or this was what I was going for. Right. Then when my parents were telling me like, oh, Mela is the reason like you're failing high school and stuff like I didn't. Like, so at the time, I just thought like, OK, like this dream gets postponed. Right. Uh, and then in UCR, I had this whole secret life and I was still going for it. But uh, eventually, I guess I started going for the second thing you were talking about, which is like, OK, like when you grow up, like you can do more of this. Um, so I was able to get rides from people and like, you know, I would have people pay for me in Smash GG and I would pay them in cash so that like my transactions weren't caught. And I do like all kinds of things like that um, to like keep it secret. But I was limited. So um, I was like, okay, like eventually I'll grow up, I'll have a job, and then I can attend these things uh, more freely. Uh, so does that kind of answer your question? Like it was like a dream, and then I realized like the reality. <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a great way to get to know you because I feel like I sort of had that basic understanding in my own family as well, where I knew about competitive melee fairly early on in my life, like 2005, 2006. Well, no, this was 2006 because that's when YouTube first started to become a thing. Melee started to get uploaded onto YouTube. There'd be sets, like, you know, yeah. uh, like I, I re specifically remember seeing Ken, Ken versus PC Chris and the oh, MLG yeah. 2006 New York finals. I was mm. going, this is the best day of my life. Melee can be that's played so like sick. this. Right. And yeah. then I thought, I really want to go to tournaments, but my family was not maybe not exactly like yours in the sense of going you can't you cannot absolutely do that at all i just think mm -hmm. that part of my own story was i more i'm more of a an introverted person i guess and i thought i don't know if i'm like old enough to go to these things i'm like mm -hmm. barely 12 like is that is, is now the right time and then you just grow up right and now it's 2021 <laughs> that's Wow. <laughs> so obviously, Actually, other, um, obviously, other things have happened, but yes, that uh, that's what I was getting at. I was wondering, like, how much your story was affected by things going on at home, preventing you from being able to go, and how much of it was yourself, if that makes sense. Like, kind of putting on your own limitations, and and it might not be fair to describe it that way. I was just curious what you thought about yeah. it. Um. Well, first, I want to say, um. Ken PC Chris, right? So, my first uh, video was Ken Bomb Soldier. Um, like, that's Ooh. how I first discovered it back in like 2011. Um, and then, yeah, I had a pre yeah, pretty much like a family restriction because it was just like, okay, like, um, they like just didn't, they, they thought like, oh, it would like mess up my schooling and everything, right? So, I think that was it. I think there was nothing really self imposed until later on because, like, I there was a point like in 20, 2019, I thought I was done with the game, but that's like a whole different story. In terms of like early on, it was always like other people like not letting me. And then when you get to the point where you're starting to get out of like high school and mm -hmm. getting out there into the big world, adulting, if you will, what yeah. was 2016? So this was early 2014 when you first getting started. When was right. high school behind you, I guess? And what was Melee like with you at that point? So this was late 2015. And uh, it was sick. Um, so I went to these 
these uh, smash fests, and uh, they they happen very regularly. And I met these really cool people. Um, shout out to Nine Five One, that whole scene. Uh, it's actually really cool. So we have you know people like me, you know, who went to who were from the campus because we studied there, and then we had people from Moreno Valley, which was about ten minutes up north and then we also had like people from high desert visiting so we just had like a mix of players from different scenes coming through to these fests and it was just amazing it's like i'm meeting all these people from different parts of like just different cities like for me that was already wild you know and then not not to like go even go into the tournaments where like i met people from around the world so it was just really cool experience i'm like wow i can you know play nine hours ten hours like you know whenever whenever I want, pretty much, uh, as long as, like, I thought I had a good handle on, like, my grades and everything. And what made you stick with Puff? Because I'm curious, like, I mm-hmm. the overall narrative for Puff, I would say rides in, like, the slightly negative. Oh, yeah. Like, a really, I'm generalizing so much here, but it, 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 you, the more specific you get, the more nuance you can introduce and say, hey, this person is not just, like, that michael style puff that just is constantly looking for the timeout although i don't think michael's actually looking for the time all the time you get it and (laughs) i'm curious from your own perspective you were a puff player like pretty consistently even by the time you were like well especially by 2016 but i guess i should ask Mm -hmm. did you want to play other characters on a constant basis or did you always find yourself saying nope puff is Puff is my character. That's who I'm playing as. And how did you relate to other people who were, you know, the 20XX crowd, the Foxes and Falcos of the world? Oh, great question. Um, so, so okay, so, I, so this is, like, related to, like, how I got in and first saw, like, Ken Bomb Soldier. So I found it through, like, um, Smash Wiki because I was always on, like, Mario Wiki. And then I saw an article on Ken uh, and I found out there's like a tier list and everything, right? And so the first time I searched on YouTube was Ken Marth because it said he was the best player. It was outdated. It should have said Mango or Armada by then. But I searched Ken Marth and I saw Ken Bomb Soldier, and I really liked what Bomb Soldier was doing. Uh, I mean, just like many people, I felt very inspired. And uh, Falco was who I tried out competitively. Um, and it also helped that this one guy. So I was in marching band, right? And this our band president played Falco and uh, like in melee, he didn't play competitive or anything. He would just like, I guess he didn't realize he was money matching people, but he would just be like, yo, like put down $2. Like I'll beat you. And he would just go on final destination and play like no items. It was the first time I'd seen this. He didn't know how to L cancel or wave dash, but he would just like down air like over and over and then get like a firebird or something. And he just like dodged everything and just, and hit you. And so when he did that and I saw the video of bomb soldier, I was like, okay, Falco was like, sick like i gotta play this character but when i started playing falco i couldn't even short hop (laughs) and (laughs) if (laughs) and like um cypher like i'm not sure if you like i know you don't own a setup right now but i'm not sure if you've like tried to like if if you've like played some of these characters but falco short hop that that's really easy like so it's it's really funny (laughs) that you can't (laughs) 
Falco has an extra few frames of jump squats, so really it ought to yeah. be easy, but I know exactly what you mean. When you don't <laughs> practice like myself, and I pick up a controller and I play on my CRT, drag it out of the yeah. closet, and I go, why can't I short off with Falco? This should be the easiest thing in the world. Yes, yes, you feel me. So Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's really funny because I can, like, consistently, like, uh, like not well but i can like play fox consistently and like beat a certain level of player and it's been that way since like or like going back to story so i picked up fox next because i was on this video called Overswarm's falco tutorial which pp shouted out i think that's what got pp like in, or like that's how he learned so which is pretty cool but there's comments and they were like I was talking to them. I was just like, oh, like, I'm a new player. Like, I'm trying to figure out Falco. I can't shore hop. Like, what do I do? They're like, oh, like, try Fox. Like, he's way harder. And if you can do stuff with, with him, you could do it with anyone. So I tried playing Fox. And <laughs> I did struggle a lot. But it was like the Rock Lee thing where I worked harder. But eventually, I took the training weights off. And Ooh, once let's I was go. able to do things <laughs> with Fox, I could do it with, um, with any character. I was, like, able to wave dash with everyone and shore hop with everyone. And, um... Then I also liked the feel of Fox, so I ended up switching to Fox for a bit. And um, when I watched matches, right, on YouTube, because I started with Ken Bomb Soldier, but it went to, like, a bunch of matches through related videos. That's, like, how I found everything. Uh, and then I found, like, you know, Waffles, and then I found all these crazy Fox Falco matches. And I was just like, wait, I'm starting to like Fox's perspective <laughs> instead of Falco's. And when I, I watched, like, you know, Bomb Soldier, but even then I was like, oh, I want to see Masashi win. So I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm a Fox player. But then at some point, it, it switched again, <laughs> and um, I I, became, I was like, wait, I like Falco better. Then at some point, I was just like, I'll just main both of them, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I couldn't make up my mind. I was like, I'll I'll learn both. Like they both seem really sick. But then what happened is, um, so it wasn't love at first sight. This is what some people think it was. Like I just saw Mangos Puff, and I was just like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, I watched him. And I watched King a little bit because there was matches against Ken. And I was like, that's a very interesting character. Like, it's played so differently. He is just forwarding over and over. But, like, I could tell he's doing something. Um, and then he suddenly got those rests. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. And then I started finding um, the modern day videos, which at the time was like Apex 2012, right? And I was looking for, like, Mango's Puff videos. Cause I was like, okay, there's a Falco. There's, like, his Fox video against Armada. Like, wh where's the Puff? I didn't really see it. And... I found out like, oh, Hungrybox is playing Puff. So I started watching him. But then I was like, something was just not feeling like right. Like I just, I started like falling asleep kind of. Like I just, it was just not fun at all. And like, I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. But like, I keep clicking it. Then at some point I revisited Genesis 1, which I'd kind of gone through before. When I revisited it, I was like, I, I really noticed the difference. And I was like, wait, this is incredible. Like this, this Puff is like everything I want to be and that's that's the rest is history I guess watching that rest on the roll read is obviously immortalized through a bunch of different things most recently at least in a example that most people would know of obviously the metagame documentary yes oh, an amazing moment like a, it's like a top five moment in melee easily could just be the top one I mean I'm speaking as a biased U.S. citizen, very dumb American, <laughs> but that was obviously you know. I mean, so you think cool. it's top five? You know where it is for me, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure for you it's top one, unless you have yeah. a super sick moment yourself. Did you ever get a super awesome, r r like a rest on a read like that? 
Um, I got a really, I had a few strange rests, um, which I actually made my wallpaper for a while, but <laughs> like one time I was playing um, Nut from SoCal, and he was whooping me. You know, he's a ranked player, and he's a lot better than me. But um, I got a rest, and then the next stock, I just, once he got the kill, I, I came from the spawn platform with, with rollout, which now I jokingly call the fire spin on fire destination. <laughs> but uh, charged it up, went into him, and I expected him to intercept me, right? Then I just immediately reacted and just jumped into him and rested. And then I saw the streamer. Um, <laughs> uh, he just, like, he had a reaction, and it was, like, it was so hype. <laughs> and um, shout-outs to Jet, by the way. Um, Jet streamed and TO'd a lot of tournaments in SoCal. Um, he was the one that reacted to the rest. And then I also had a match against young Falco player. Um, he, I went into the pit in Pokemon Stadium, which you're not supposed to do, especially with Puff. But I just went in and rested him because I guess he didn't expect a hitbox. So he was, he just suddenly freaked out and like, I don't remember exactly what his option was. I think it was shield grab. Then he responded right with a down throw, but I teched it and then I grabbed him. And then I rested him again. And then I you think another one... <laughs> Another one was I was playing an up up and comer in like within my own scene in in Riverside. Shouts to ZXL. He eventually became number two in uh, in our scene. But um, when we first played, he jabbed my shield like three or four times, and then I saw Tech just jump out and rest Leffen when he did that. So I just did that, <laughs> and the whole venue just exploded. So I guess those That's three so moments cool. are pretty up there. But uh, I don't know if they would match Mango's two point four rest though. <laughs> Well, no, but I'm I'm thinking of how you're. This is your. These are the rests that you've done, which are obviously yeah. super cool. So, of course, if you think of it in your own mind as you know, <laughs> it could put a run on money on any other rest in melee history. Like that's your prerogative. Those are that's really cool. I especially love the. <laughs> Thank you. I'll rest you, and then you're gonna try to shield grab me. No, 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 no. <laughs> rest again in the pit. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it kind of reminded me. I don't. Please don't take this the wrong way. Uh, you know that meme that is like I don't know what show it's from, but something cool happens, and then this meme will pop up right after it with a woman saying, "The next thing I knew, I was pregnant." You just reminded me of thinking of how you're watching a super awesome character played in a way you've never seen before, and I do this too. I'll see Amsa play Yoshi and be like. Next thing I, I mean, I'm a Yoshi main now. Is that what's happening? That's I hard. feel like I'm a Yoshi Amsa main. Amsa is hard. <laughs> Amsa is obviously, yes, very, very cool Yoshi player. Okay. Now we're getting to the point where things are becoming even more modern. I'm sure that you've started to travel outside of your your region, I guess, I guess you could say. Did, when, when did that start to happen, or, or did you try to go out to like the east coast for something like shine or super smash con like did you try to go to big tournaments or were you really only interested in regional type events and like your locals scene and the weeklies those sort of stuff mm -hmm. um so when it comes to interest i think this is just a common theme across like my entire melee like um career is like i've always wanted to go to different things but i've just been limited by my circumstance so at first it was like family and then it was um just my like you know when i eventually graduated it was just like my monetary situation because i just started working and everything but um i yeah i do have interest in going to shine and smash con and um all the really sick majors um 
the I mean I hadn't even gone to Genesis so when I went in 2020 to Genesis 7 that was I was really happy about that that was a really cool moment for me you were there for the finals day like in that I even forget the name of the amphitheater but like you were there for top eight yeah yeah you gotta you gotta talk to me about that walk me through like what you remember from that day um just um it's just really cool being in a in a crowd when um with like all these fans and like i remember like the security guards like their reaction they're just like what's going on it's like it's a special special moment you know a top eight for melee in the genesis theater and um just every set was was really hype and you could feel the energy um but I'm trying to think of anything yeah i mean i think you already know i'm like hardcore mango nation like i lost my mind when he clutched out game five against uh bluffin and i was like heartbroken during uh mango zane but uh you know it's still cool to see zane perform like i i really do like zane as a player i just you know wanted mango to do better but when it was man it was zane and hungry box like all of us got hyped like you could even see like the corners with like ultimate players i would assume because they weren't as interested but they were like oh like we, we know hungry box and like and this guy is like trying to beat him so they everyone got invested and it was tooth and nail like every single match and uh it was just I just remember like exploding and just being like Zane, Zane, like let's go. Like you beat Hungry Box in this tournament that I managed to attend, and it was just, yeah, it was it was it was really hype. I I want to be there again, I guess, to put it lightly. <laughs> it's pretty much like Genesis, especially because of the venue that they're in for Top Eight. Feels definitely feels like it's, it's the not the Super Bowl, Super Bowl of all of all melee events because there's really special top eights in other tournaments as well. But Genesis mm-hmm. is definitely up there and I would love to go to a future Genesis. Hopefully that'll be a thing again. I don't without actually knowing. I just hope that that will be a thing. I feel like it will be. But Yo, Cypher, I mean, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh like I need to use the restroom. Is it cool if we like take a break here? Oh yeah. Take a break. Yeah, sorry take about five. that. <laughs> take okay. two. Oh, you know, you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be back soon. Sorry about that. No worries. Why is it so quiet? All right, transition. <laughs> I need to come up with something better at some point. Uh-huh. I kept it over. I kept it over from season one. I'm like, it's just, I. It really just fills the need and the void that I want to have between segments, and I'm just too lazy to change it. <laughs> Dude, I really like it. I think it's really funny, actually. Like, I crack up every time. Like, I'm like listening to it, to your podcast while like you know, taking a walk or something. I just crack up in the middle of the road. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Maybe I should just, like, it's a legacy thing, maybe, or at least for yeah. a little while. But Trademark. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't even, I, just, I don't even, like, have, like, the name of the podcast or the art or whatever trademarked. I just hope nobody steals it. Gosh. Yeah. You know, thankfully, I think the melee scene is respectable enough uh, not to do that. I think you're fine, but you know, it'd be indeed just in case at some point, you know, official. I think so. I think what happens, uh, I think the more common thing that I've heard about, not specifically in melee, because the the like the t-shirt people of the world don't do this to melee people because who makes money in melee, right? But people will just make shirt designs like 
at the snap of a finger and sell it without asking the original creator of whatever the content was, if it's a meme or if mm. it's like a scene from a movie, if it's like a slogan, they'll just make it, sell it. And then if they get C&D, they'll be like, all right, well, we're just going to keep it moving. Wait to get C&D uh, by everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But I guess if I yeah, see one. Yeah, it's cool that in Melee they're more homey about it. But yeah. If there, if I ever see the logo of my podcast on a on a T-shirt somewhere, I I think I have to say, you know what? Cool, someone's putting my name out there, and I had nothing to do with it. I didn't pay for it. Yeah. I didn't have to stress about it, and they they're getting their cut. Honestly, I, yeah. I don't think I'm At even this point, mad. it's just publicity, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how big-headed I become about this. But for now, that like as a concept, that sounds cool. That doesn't sound like a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean... Okay, so, sorry, you go ahead. No, I mean, I just, I really like what you're doing, and uh, I can't wait to see this grow. This is exciting. Yeah, I hope you're having a good time so far. How about a vibe check? How we doing? Um, I, I, I didn't, I don't think I explained myself very well when you asked me about the crowd. I, I hope that was okay. I just kind of, like, I feel like I spoke okay about in the other parts, but when we're talking about, like, Genesis, I... I I don't know. I feel kind of bad about that. No worries. I think you did a good yeah. job describing how the, not just the melee people, but the ultimate people as well. We're starting to get into it because, to Hungrybox's credit, there's, that's about as big of a crossover between melee and the other Smash games as Hungrybox. That right. well, Hungrybox and Mewtwo King, I would say, are the biggest crossovers, right? And they yeah. do content in both games. And Mewtwo King actually just does everything that's like platform fighter related. Leffen does right. it more of like a meme. That's my impression. <laughs> but well, actually, I, I, I would put it that. as Mewtwo King and Leffen. Like while Hungrybox streams and stuff, I think Mewtwo King and Leffen uh, deserve more credit because like they actually took the time to get good, right? Like Mewtwo King was literally number one in Brawl when he was number one in Melee, and um, he three would um the best player in Smash 4 um, back in 2016, and um, and Leffen beat Salem. <laughs> Need not say more. So, Even though, I mean, not the best player in Ultimate, but we didn't care. We still take those. I mean, he beat Tweak too, if you want to go into best players. So. Ooh, okay, let's go, Leffen. I yeah. don't think I remember. Was that at like the Smash Summit, or was that at SmashCon? No, that wasn't at SmashCon. I don't remember exactly what it was. I remember like people acknowledged Tweak didn't play his best, but like, I mean, you gotta draw the line somewhere. Like a result is a result, right? Like, yeah, 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 so. yeah. And we'll get into results a little bit later, but I still want to talk a little bit more about your story and the the memories that you have about Melee and yes, cool. about Genesis Seven. Really cool to see Zane take that. The yeah. Dreamland game, I. I'm curious about that in particular where Hungrybox must have been like a 215% or something. Do you remember that where the up smash? It was, it was game two. Yeah, and the up smash. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like what was or were you just like just losing your mind too much to really remember anything of that of that game because it was just such a yeah. nail biter. And it wasn't even game yeah, five. I don't remember the details, but yeah, I mean, I think most of us acknowledge it's very pivotal to win that Dreamland game if you're Zane. And I just got really hyped when I saw the up smash because, you know, we're all pretty sure he meant to just up tilt. But um, he got the job done and uh, the set completely changes there. 
because back then, Hungrybox was the favorite, and if he wins on Dreamland, he has set momentum. And Zayn really ma- turns the tables when he takes that Dreamland game. So, And to Hungrybox's credit, brought it back to game five, almost reverse 3-0'd, but <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah. Congrats to Zayn. Mogul moves Zayn at the time, but now Golden Mogul Guardian moves. Zane. Yeah, actually, dude, shout-outs to Ludwig. Uh, really chill guy. And uh, I met him before um, he was streaming and everything, and he, he was really nice to me, and he's always been really cool. So, subathon, oh, shout-outs. No big, yeah, no big deal. Oh, you got to meet Ludwig. Oh, that's really cool. Well, but I, no, I, think I that... just, no, 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 I didn't <laughs> no, mean kidding. it that way. I just meant, like, <laughs> we were at a tournament, and I, I really liked this puff. And, like, I, I was like, oh, like, so you're the guy that plays that sick puff. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't remember what the conversation was exactly. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was just yeah. teasing. It's really yeah. cool that you got to meet that you got to meet Ludwig and that you have nothing but nice things to say because how often is it that people will meet uh, celebrity may not be the right word in, in smash, but I think right, that like, more often than not in we're kind of spoiled because I feel like in melee, the people that I've talked to mm-hmm. so far have been really nice to me, and I'm going you don't know me and I don't know you. I'm just asking you yeah. to come onto a podcast and you're being really nice about it. That's cool. Like, even if you say yeah. no, you're still being cool about it. Like that's, <laughs> re- that's awesome. And I feel like we're, we, we get to, we get to just experience the meeting the people that are supposedly at the, near the top of the community or at the top of the community. And I'm just like saying, Hey, look, my podcast is called Bottom of the Smash Mountain. So I know the room. I'm not the person who's got the hot, content or hot plays or whatever but you want to come on they say sure and i'm like really oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) but anyway it's really cool that you that you've gotten to meet a bunch of people you were telling me i mean we we were talking about ice and and then you have the ludwig story Uh, i guess without making it too much about other people do you remember meeting anybody else that you thought either was a surprise to you how nice they were or just that you had a great conversation about melee or about life with that you that you remember from your years attending all these tournaments. Oh yeah, sure. I, you know, I love talking about these encounters. Actually, um, back in um, Riverside, um, I guess these are more like SoCal household names. But um, my my boy Stephen Wu, known as Cinnamon Apple Oatmeal, <laughs> hilarious tag. But he was a Marth player, and um, he always believed in me, and he always hyped me up. And um, then there's also people from the Moval scene. Um, there's Fallen Nova. He played a really sick puff based on King, really sick Falco based on Zoo, and uh, Falcon based on Silent Spectre. So he was just this old school player that just kept playing, and it was really sick to play with him. And he was really encouraging about like you know me playing puff, and because people made fun of me, they're like, oh you don't even use back air, like you don't like you're not gonna ever get good. But he was like, yeah dude, no, I like what you're doing, like go for it. And he always like had my back. Um, then um, actually, slime was part of that um, Riverside, the Moval scene. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't like. It wasn't for like too long, cause um, our like we kind of stopped um, or like our group stopped hanging out as much, cause everyone got busy. But um, yeah, I got to know Slime a bit too, and he had a sick Falco, and he was really chill. And he's the one that started the whole um, Firepuff Twelve meme, like the whole gang. Like um, Cinnamon Apple Oatmeal, Fallen Nova, and uh, his younger brother Matoko, who was number one in that area for a long time. He had like a really dominant fox. Um, all of those guys, um, 
they hyped me up and said like it was the so like my first name's Akil, so they were like, Oh, it's the Akil cancel, but then Slime took it to another level and started speaking about on his podcast Bad Melee. And that's when it blew up, like, oh yeah, Nerest, it's like it's the Firepuff twelve. <laughs> and I think you know, people knew better. Like the old school players they knew it was the king, but they just wanted to go along with it. And then the new school players didn't know any better. <laughs> um and then of course like Ludwig blew it up like way more. But um yeah, Slime's the one that started all that so shouts to that it's it's always hilarious um and then um uh, also have a ton of riverside homies uh i there's just so many people i can't remember them all at the moment but just really cool people like in like on campus that i played with regularly um there's there's a uh, calcifer posh peach ice tea peach ice tea was like a arcadian thread at some point uh and he still plays to this day uh there were some NorCal players that visited. I actually got to meet Rocky because um, he visited along with um, Davis, Samus player, and uh, they had a little crew because Peach Ice Tea is from NorCal. And then uh, neighboring uh, UCR was San Bernardino, and uh, there was a whole scene there too. And uh, met my boy Slumdog there, uh, who, like, I didn't know he went to those tournaments, but we met at the Mango Football event, which was really cool. And uh, I'm trying to, there's just so many people to shout out. I feel bad about. Oh no no no! Something, you're but, you're good. You're but you're yeah good. Like, you're absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't need. And this I, is not a quiz. <laughs> yeah yeah, and then um, I had I really glad I'm really glad about meeting people online too, um, like uh, cause I made a playlist of uh, just all the gods encounters starting from like the first time Mango and Mewtwo King played all the way till 2015. I just made a whole playlist of like every single sets they played in chronological order and uh, i didn't expect anything uh, out of it it was just like a huge time dump i just really wanted to finish this and i was like dude people would find this sick probably that, that they can find any god like match and the result of this was um like it got pretty like i posted it on like the subreddit and it got pretty upvoted and i was like oh sick like people find this to be like a useful resource and then um you had um give me that wheat on um on your podcast uh he Send me a message. He was like, "Oh, like, like I like your work. Like, would you like to join uh, Melee Stats?" So he added me to that server, and then so I got to meet um, those guys, and I really, I really like those guys. I want to shout them out: um, uh, Edwin Budding, Pikachu Nine Four Two, Chroma. We like just all of them. They're all really sick. Ambi. Yes, I was gonna say. Uh, don't forget Amber Sinister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm definitely missing names here, but yeah, they're like they really made me feel like I was a part of something, and uh, like I just didn't know there were this many people that were passionate about history and everything. Like I remember the first conversation I had in that Discord was in the History Channel. I was just like, "Yo, Pikachu, Edwin, like I really like this these articles," and I was just going through like different sets with them. <laughs> That's awesome, but, and yes. As a personal aside to Wheat, I see you're still doing some recruiting over there, Wheat. Good for you, Wheat. Let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, this was back in um, 20, 2016. Uh, I don't think he's really recruiting right now. But, um, oh, okay. Ooh, my, the, but, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> all, all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could just edit that part out or something. But... <laughs> No, um, I'm not a big fan of editing stuff out. Who did I who did I have okay. on about editing stuff out? Was that Mike from Awesome Melee? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was what it was. It was awesome. 
Anyway, yeah, I want to get I mean, the conversation back have a, a little bit more on track. But before we move on, yes, please finish up your thought. So we have a public server, and um, like uh, we and some of the others have been working with um, with um, people, even if they aren't in like the original Discord. So um, so in a way, yeah, like you know how Dark Genix was on the um, the sh- what was that show? It was for Deer's tournament, right? Um, yeah. He so was, he was Deers... on with Edwin. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they had a little bit of a preview of the bracket for that weekend, if I recall correctly. Right. Yeah, because I mean, there's people like I was a lot more involved back in like 2018. Um, so there's definitely people that um that are like a lot more involved that like aren't really like the OGs. So you know, it's just uh. So yeah, we're still like working with different people and stuff, even if it's not. Like, and I really like the, all the collaboration that's been happening, like. I think that five days of melee, for one thing, aside from being Pog Champ, also has really introduced the spirit of collab collaborating. Yeah, like just oh, reaching yeah. out to people and being like, "Do you want to just kind of continue that a little bit with this little thing here and there?" I feel like I've seen a lot more, not Avengers levels of of five days of melee stuff again, but. You know, with Gallant Melee Open Spring Edition, Deer was like, I want to try to do a little bit of that Five Days of Melee feel. And the Austin Melee Bender, obviously, was a little bit of that as well with, like, the overnight content. That was really fun to help out with that. And I like that Melee is in that vein at this current moment in time that there seems to be a lot of openness to different collaborations for me that's particularly awesome because i i don't have as much to offer but it's been really great to still even still collaborate a little bit here and there so i'm hoping to see you do more of that yourself as you have time of course when you're not busy being awesome on bottom of smash mountain podcasts but (laughs) i don't want to advance the timeline too much but if you don't mind i'd like to start to head towards the present but i just want to hear from your own perspective the year of you know, 2019 going into 2020, you were at Genesis 7. So mm-hmm. coronavirus, COVID, pandemic, I mean, who cares at that point? We were hardly paying attention to that. And then within a few months by March, all of a sudden it was a really, really big deal. But if you want to just kind of take me through where you were or what your perception of Melee was, whatever comes to mind with 2019 going into 2020 and, and that year. Um, sure. So actually, so, so I'd like to rewind a little bit before Genesis Seven, but no worries. In um, 2019, I was so I was regularly attending, you know, like UC Riverside, um, neighboring San Bernardino tournaments, and I was playing with um, you know, these various scenes. But um, at some point, um, shout out to um, Zila, Peach player from Temecula. Uh, we had a little rivalry, and um, I. I think he was 3-2 in sets against me. And this one <gasps> tournament, uh, Brew Rebellion, he, I was up so much. Right? Like it was so, the first we played a best of three in winners. And I got, I think, seven or eight rests. <laughs> but, um, and I was, I had the lead, like for game three. But he did like a three-stock comeback. And, and then in losers, <laughs> I got like 12 or 13 rests. Like, I even like, I, I think I JV Ford him with like five rest on Yoshi's one of the games, but um, I just I had so much momentum, and again, like I, I lost that. Um, with another like it was like two different three stock comebacks this time, 
And I was just really crushed after that. Um, not to say that's what caused me to quit, but like that just kind of like, I think I was already starting to like not feel it. And that just like put the nail in the coffin. And I was just like, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really feeling melee. And it was really strange because I was like, my whole identity is like, I want to play Puff and I want to get really good. I just wasn't interested anymore. And, um, you know, I, I've, I talked to some people about this and I heard like it's actually a pretty common thing, but I was the one guy who never quit. I was the one guy like whenever I could, like I played. So it was a life changer. And then I graduated in two months and I got a job and um, I thought I was done. But uh, around seven or eight months down the line. Um, so you, you've seen some of my YouTube videos, right? Have you seen the April Fool's one? <laughs> This was this was with that player that you lost to in in a crushing fashion. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so that's my or no 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 that or you mean like is it the same guy? It's it's a different person. Oh, so the guy in okay, my okay, okay. video. Because I was gonna say I don't remember. I thought it was a Falco on screen if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was a. Well, he in the video I had footage of his Falco Fox um, Peach and Puff, but um, yeah, he just um. He's my OG training partner. Shout out to Joseph. Like, we both learned the game together. Um, like, I know him from high school. So even before, like, you know, I got to college and was able to play, like, I would just go to his house, get quote-unquote physics help, and uh, we'd just play. And um, he started out force-talking me with Falco, or, like, yeah, Falco. And then it was Fox, then Marth, Sheik, just everyone. He just started force-talking me. And to this day, he can do it with any character at will. Like, he just knows me and just is that much better. <laughs> um, but, um... So he was like, playing him was always fun, right? Even when I was like out of the game. And uh, when I played him back in um, early 2019, I was like, even playing you is not fun. Like, I'm just done. But I played him a few months later, like, you know, we're hanging out. And uh, that's when I realized, like, okay, like, maybe I do want to compete again someday. Uh, and, like, he woke me, but, like, I, I felt like it was fun to play again. And because, uh, like, playing him has always been, like, special. Like, he knows me. He knows how I think. And, like, when I'm able to... Usually I can't like compete like on a level level playing field, but like when I when I like when there's a little communication going on, because you'll find like once you like establish some kind of neutral and you play someone that you really know, you really feel this connection, and it's like it's really special I think um, in melee, and so I felt that again, and I was like yeah I want to compete again, so I started going to I went to TMT at first, but then they moved days because they had an issue with the venue, and then I went to Monday Night Melee. So I went to Monday Night Melee all the way until quarantine started. And um, I lost to everyone in the venue. <laughs> and I had to learn quick that... I mean, this is something people say, but it's really hard to just apply to yourself. People always talk about you don't own... Oh, I mean, no one owes you a win, and you're not entitled to anything. You just deserve whatever you earn in that moment, right? So even though like I was... I was top five in my scene. It was in my, I mean, I'm just talking about my small local scene. Like I wasn't like ranked in SoCal or anything, but I was, you know, somewhat established, like people around the area knew me and they were just like, or, or I was just like, oh shoot, like I'm losing to everyone in the venue. And it was a really humbling experience. But one by one, I started feeling the drive. I started thinking about like the matchup, the players. And I beat every single person that I lost to in that venue, as long as I got a rematch. Because some people I didn't see again, but I beat every single person. Um, except for not, like, I had him on the ropes. It was, I was up, I was going to win 
but then he clutched that game, and then he barely won the next game. So that, I'm still a little bit salty about that set, but, um, you know, like, it is one of those things where he's a much better player than me. I think I just happened to pick the right options in that set. So I'm not saying, like, oh, like, I'm going to beat him or anything, but those are the kind of opportunities you want to, like, hold on to, and you don't want to choke, right, when you're, when you're like, up and coming, so... But that was all before quarantine started. What was it like right. once you can't go out anymore, be in the community, play sets with a person right next to you on the same TV? What was that like? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I, I imagine that would be the case. No, go, go ahead. <laughs> You're so funny, dude. But, yeah, um, yeah, I just, I was like, man, I just started getting into the scene. I mean, I'd been playing for like a few months, but, you know, I started reconnecting with some people. My boy Posh, who I was like really close with from UCR, like he he was working near the venue. So he would go to the tournament, even though we worked at different places. So I reunited with him. Like I played, um, I started to play some teams like with Nut. Like he just one day was like, oh, like you, you want to try teaming? So I was getting really into that too. So I had like uh, set teammate and like, practicing like different combos and stuff and uh, i had some of the riverside boys like they came out to um like they just carpooled and came out um, whenever they could so i just was having these like old friends like reconnecting with them i was meeting the new people in the orange county area and getting to know them better and uh it was awesome so like when i lost that that weekly it meant it meant a lot because i was meeting all these people i had a I was driven. I was, you know, I was like, okay, I got to beat these specific players. I was thinking about how they beat me, how they hit me in neutral. Uh, and it was all just gone. <laughs> and um, so I spent, I spent some time on that play. I think I tried to play with uh, my OG training partner, Joseph, who I talked about earlier. Cause I was just like, okay, Netplay sucks, but like playing, playing you is special, but nah, like even that we couldn't do, like I didn't have to drive. He didn't have to drive and I just quit. <laughs> And uh, Slippy, Slippy, just like how it revived so many people uh, when it comes to mail, it revived me too. That's how I got back in. So shout out to Fizzy. Shout out to the entire Slippy team. Thank shout you so much. Shout out to Fizzy. Big shout out to Fizzy. You brought fire back. Woo! <laughs> you thought you were yeah. going to see the last of the Firepuff 12 memes? No, sirree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I will say, like, I didn't expect it to be in a skit, like, because Slime would shout, shout it out in Bad Melee, but I it kind of stopped in 2018, so I never thought Ludwig would continue that going into the Summit skit, but yeah. You love to see it. I'm going to have to go back and watch that because I don't I don't think I caught it at the time that mm -hmm. I watched that skit, so going to go back and watch it. Then that's always a good excuse to watch Summit skits. They're always oh, good yeah. anyway. I mean, they're just amazing content in general. Like one, the other day, someone linked the, the one that Slime did where he was just reenacting the entire melee history <laughs> and uh <laughs> like have you seen it like for the mango when mango rests armada he's just like oh i got a sub it's just like bro <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just genius. One, i'm one sorry bit, yeah I, no he's amazing <laughs> maybe the commentary is suspect but really slime is a genius 
Personally, I'm a big fan of his commentary too, but you know. Oh, oh no, I like Slime's commentary, but I know some people on the timeline get salty about yeah. it. I'm like, okay, look, you know, Slime doesn't commentate all day, every day. I mean, he did right. for yesterday, but the, the point is, is that yeah. you, you're not going to have to hear Slime's voice for the rest of your life, unless you. He want has to. a very, he has a very unique style, and he comes at it from a different, like you know, like he he says like, oh, I'm Twitch chats, and I I really like that perspective, but you know, it's just. Not for everyone, I guess, but I think a lot of people do enjoy it, and and I like what he's uh, he's adding. So, no, I do too. I do too. I really yeah, don't actually sick. think there's any type of commentary that I don't like. It might just be if both commentators bring the same energy and style. Like if they're both mm-hmm. the hype person or both the analytical person. I think that's what right. I get like slightly annoyed by. But even that, I can handle because. At the worst, I could just mute it and I could listen to music while I'm watching Melee or just mm-hmm. not watch Melee until their block is over, like if I absolutely have yeah. to. But like the, yeah, the, I agree with I, you. I, I haven't really found one that like I'm like, oh, I can't listen to them. Or it's been a while at least. Yeah, I, it hardly ever happens. I think that mm-hmm. the commentary talent around Melee as it is now is really cool. Loved all the different people that we got to see for the awesome Melee Bender. It wasn't just like the the group of seven or eight commentary people that you might be used to seeing. There were all right. kinds of different people for the bender. That was really cool. That was fun to watch. Yeah. And just shout out to commentary throughout time. Like I was first watching Apex 2013 was the first time I was on Twitch, right? Watching like a live stream. And uh, yeah, like just hearing Prague, like it was really cool. Uh, and um, Doggy Sandwich. Doggy Sandwich um, doesn't really comment anymore, but he had an analytical approach and I liked what, what he was saying too. I don't even know if I could pick like a favorite commentary duo. It's Scar and Toph. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Scar and Toph okay. are really sick, I, I will say. <laughs> yeah. That's so it's so hard to name another, another I like, commentary duo over them. Yeah. I mean I, I I mean I really like um Slime and Ludwig. I know that they don't really do it anymore, but I really like their duo too. Um and then um how how crazy I, was I like it when PPMD were... got mixed in for the LACS three though? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that was really cool, and they took a bit to figure out the dynamic, but once they figured it out, it was it was great. It's like you get PP's analysis and you get the comedy. It was like it was perfect. <laughs> I just love how like it's like oil and water. They don't really actually mix truly, but it's still fun. Like, it was so but they much make fun. It, it was like they made it work with like a hot and cold approach. So yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because Ludwig and Slide would just say dumb things, and PPMD is like, yeah. wait, what? Oh, wait, no. Anyway, the melee is happening, and I'm going to talk about the melee as it happens. Yeah. I actually awesome. wanted to shout out some more commentaries. I really like Taffo's commentary, too. I think he meshes, like, he, he has a unique voice, um, and he, I think he adapts really well to his co commentator. Um, so, shout out to Taffo and just his contributions in general. <laughs> When I was when I was studying up for PPU's interview, Tafo has conducted no less than four or five, like so many interviews with PPU. When you when you oh, look yeah. up those on YouTube, and not yeah. only a great commentator, but Tafo's a great interviewer as well. So shout out to Tafo. Yeah, um, he. But, um, uh, Ch- Chandy still got him though. That that's for that's for Brentos and all of Texas mainly. By the way, Chandy still got him. Anyway, um, no, you were saying you were saying. I'm sorry, I'm new, but shoutouts too. No, no, no. Okay, so Chandy <laughs> is a Donkey Kong player from from oh. Texas, like the Austin area, if I recall correctly. And oh, and did he get a set? Randomly beat Tafo in a set. Yep. <laughs> okay, one of those things, huh? 
that's yeah <laughs> it's always fun to hear about little things like oh yeah one of our local people like you know took tafo to game three and beat him and like i know that tafo is not like yeah like top 100 perennially or anything it's just <laughs> fun to, to be like oh you don't know who that is that person beat Toph one time that one time and that yeah. one like actually dude speaking person... of speaking of Toph, um yeah, shout yeah. out to yam so he's from uh he went to UCR and uh, for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, there's been talk about Zelda recently and how good Zelda can be. Yams was literally placing top five in SoCal tournaments with Zelda. <laughs> Ooh, and, let's go. Let's go. And, um, and he was also number one in our, um, in like our college PR at some point. And he also beat Tove. Had <laughs> a Genesis, so shout out no, to Jess. No, no, not with <laughs> Zelda. Are you kidding no, no, me? No, 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 not with okay. Zelda. He, he was a Shake player, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when he plays top five at um at those tournaments I mentioned, they were all Zelda. So shout out to that. <laughs> Let's go. See, I'm yeah. really enjoying hearing about SoCal stuff. Like you, you, like all the players that you've talked about so far, which I I cannot possibly remember all their names. But it's really cool because yeah. never been to SoCal. I've the furthest west I've ever gone, I think, was Grand Canyon. So like, yeah, Arizona. So yeah. it's really cool to hear about like all things SoCal in the yeah. in our in our interview so far. So it's been really, really cool to hear about all Actually, that. Actually kind of I wrote I wrote like a ten page <laughs> I had like a ten page rough draft about like my my scene. Cause um there's just so many storylines. Like so friends, if you know I mean you probably know friends, was um before he got like really good, he was um in contention contention with the best player in our region, um, Matoko. So uh Matoko was like a dominant, like number one player, um, and his his fox was just like, it was it was like smooth. It wasn't quite like Mango, where it just runs all the way in, but it was still a fan favorite because he looked like water. I would say, like he just had a good balance of defense and offense. And Franz was the first person to challenge him, and uh, they had like all these crazy back and forths. And you had like the whole venue watching, and you had like all the people who drove, you know, the people who came with Franz from Temecula. Because he was from like a region that was like 50 minutes away, and then you had like all the, you know, the Matoko people, and it was just this crazy hype. Like, you know how Wheat said, uh, melee can be sick. Like, even if it's not the two best players, it can be like any two people. That for like for our scene, that was it at the time, you know. And there's so many like other legends from our scene. Like, there's Yeti who took a set from Alex19, and like back then we didn't really have like people making huge upsets, so we were like really proud of that. And um, uh, I mean, yeah, there's like so many people I had in that article. I wish I followed through with it. I got really lazy, but um, but yeah, that's a TikTok project now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about content creation in just a moment. The sure. the last the last question I want to ask now: Where do you think your in regards to your your like your melee playing, the the competition? Where would you say the fire is for you? Oh my gosh, I just said that without even thinking. That your tag is literally fire. Oh my gosh! (laughs) So where where is your motivation at these days in this in this new online age that we are in with competing? Do you do you find yourself still competing in either TMT or just other little local things, or how often are you playing in bracket? Uh, Yeah, so I've been entering TMT uh, every now and then. I plan to be more regular. But right now, I want to just figure out, like, my fundamental issues. Because I... So I was listening to 
uh, IBDW stream. And actually, big shout-outs to IBDW. There's a big chance I might not still be playing to this day if it isn't for him. Because um, in 2018, the Puff hate got, like, really out of hand. At least I, in from my experience, like, other people felt like it didn't. But, like, I kind of wanted to quit the game because my fire was dying because when so when leffen would say things and i don't i don't have anything against him it's just the way he put it like it was really downing for me because he was like oh puff is really easy and uh, you know maybe he was memeing maybe he i shouldn't have taken him as literally in some aspects but the way he just said it was easy it felt to me like because i had big big goals at the time i wasn't as realistic i was like oh i'm gonna be the best and i was just like okay like if i become really good with puff um, like, maybe just doesn't mean anything, right? Like, or it doesn't mean as much, because, oh, I got good with this cheap, easy character. Um, and then uh, I remember, like, I just DM'd IBDW. I didn't really expect any response. I was just, like, hopelessly, like, oh, like, you know, you play with two Saint, like, you might have something to say about this, right? Because people that have a Puff practice partner have a very different perspective on this. Um, you know, Lucky played with Mango, and he always had, like, a really different perspective on this, too. Um, so, and he responded, and he was like, he went into it he was like talking about he was like debunking some of the things like i understood he was like clearing it up explaining like oh like you got to have like better mentality like that's not literally what this means and uh, like like no like even if you know certain people think this way even if armada plup left and like i personally think like puff um puff is sick and like you you have to be really good at this and that like i don't remember the specifics but he really kept me in the game and um sorry about that quick tangent but um Going back to why let's I go IBDW. Up. No, that's really cool to hear. About. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cody. But um, he was talking about on stream about how it's good to look at your opponent, right? And he was like, "Oh, like Spark miraculously got to like top twenty level before he really started looking in t at his care at his opponent." And I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I don't do that." And so I tried doing that recently, and just my whole gameplay just got worse because I feel like when you're playing um, neutral and like shout out to Lods improvement guide he kind of goes into it there where he talks about in neutral there's like the exchange and then there's like before the exchange right it's like a gray area where it's like you're leading into the exchange and like the better players will be able to punish you as you're leading into the exchange even like as they catch on to like your your patterns right and um so i saw earlier like i was working on like oh like what i'm going to do to mix up my approaches like before i even hit them or before i even throw something out like how i like move my drifts and stuff but um that's been really hard now because everything is conscious for me. So I'm struggling to react to people as I'm staring at the opponent uh, because the spacing is different and the timing is different. And just what I'm doing before the interaction um, is like really hard for me. It's not subcon as subconscious anymore. So I'm just trying to figure that out right now. <laughs> um, so I'm just... No, that is a big I, change. Yeah. Yeah. I just really appreciate like practice from people like a lot worse than me right now. So I'm just going into unranked whenever I can. Um, but... I, well, okay, I, dang, that came off way worse than I intended. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, okay. Shout out Jeez. to Unranked. <laughs> okay, I let me put it this way. It Sometimes I'll come across people, or a lot of the time, where I'm able to, like, work on this aspect of, like, just looking at the opponent and not get wrecked, you know? Because other times I'll run into people and I'm just getting destroyed because... They would have beat me otherwise, but now that I'm trying to rewire everything, it's even harder. But, uh, so I'm working on that, and then I just have some plans, um, you know, like, I want to discipline myself to really look at slippy files. I haven't done that. And just really think about, 
Tov's neutral game guide, um, like he, he has a video I recommend to everyone that's trying to get good. He explains like the RPS, right? Preactive, I mean, proactive, preemptive, and reactive. And that really helped me understand neutral more than ever before. So I'm just trying to like, so every time I come across a situation, I'm like, okay, which of these three does it come, come into? And like, what kind of response do I have as Puff, right? And then I also think about like, okay, like what kind of response do I have that like Puff players don't do? That like, because I've always been unique, like I, in some aspects where I'm just like, okay, I need to be pre preemptive, right? So I can just drift back back air. Um, so I beat their like running shine, right? But what if I just jump in and then I turn around and grab, right? Stuff like that. Oh yeah, the uh, the tomahawk isn't that what that's called? Where you do an empty land and then grab or something else? Right. Yeah, but usually tomahawk is what they call it when you jump when you do like empty land in front of a shield, um, this, I guess technically is that too, but uh, this is like, so if they're doing a run, so Fox is doing a running shine, right? So as, as Puff, you want to do something preemptive, right? So you could do wave dash back grab, you could do like um, retreating back air, right? But you can also just jump in and take stage. Uh, it's not as good, like you don't have a guaranteed punish, but if you really read their timing, you can just straight up just jump in and then like back air them back or forward smash them. And then you have stage, right? And they're like in a, and it's another mix-up because you can't just always do retreating back air. That's easy right. to to counter if you're always doing that for the opponent I, who's going, oh, well, I, <laughs> I can come up with punishes for that if they just keep doing it every time. Exactly, yeah. Like, they just bait out. And, and you lose stage is another thing, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and that sounds really cool that you're trying to sort of rebuild from a little bit more of a foundational piece as compared to going, maybe I should just L-cancel better, more consistent. Like, no, you're you're... You're changing a few fundamental things and trying to rewire how you think about neutral as a whole, it sounds like. So that's a lot to handle, and I hope that you're able to get good practice with the latter stuff over at TMT, that you're able to get yeah. some good practice on Unranked, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And, of course, I have to imagine you're a men member Excuse me, a member of the Melee Online Discord, also a great resource <laughs> for people out there looking for games. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to be doing my best. But you're not just a Melee player. It's time to talk about the content. You also <laughs> do Melee content. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I think uh, earlier, um, in either in the podcast or like when we were talking, I mentioned how I was on a podcast, right? So uh, I was on the Melee Stats podcast because um, we just rotated uh, which of us would host the uh, episode per week. And um, I was on three different episodes. So I had little experience, you know, working with the rest of Melee Stats, first off with that um, podcast, and then also um, with just like, even if I didn't do things necessarily myself, like I reviewed a lot of work like i reviewed edwin's book uh, like just different sections and uh like b before he finally published it and i went through all the smash history articles so i guess i had a little bit of a feel like what what kind of things they do when they come up with uh, content uh, but i just i never thought i would do myself right um i saw i guess i i guess they kind of inspired me when they started releasing their videos uh I wasn't part of, uh, I haven't been part of like their video creation process, um, but uh, 
I was so at first I was considering I was like okay like I really like what they're doing like um maybe I'll just like talk to them and get more involved with like future videos but then I was like I want to put my foot in the water myself and uh, I just have like when I started doing it I realized like I had all these ideas and I just want to like I just want to execute some of these ideas and see how they go and it started with um Hbox doing the the remember my name pop off <laughs> Uh, back in Christmas or around Christmas time, because I saw Dark Genix make a video where he mixed in Fort Miners remembered the name with Hbox, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, what if I I thought of like Super Hot Fire if you know that video, and I was like, oh, what if I mix those two together, because you know, Super Hot Fire just says random verses and his his crowd goes oh, and I was like, oh, like I could just put Hbox going oh, so I did that, uh, and it was just like a quick little project, you know, I made in like a couple hours and I released it and a lot of people thought it was funny. That's how it started. Then I was just like, oh, like I have like all these ideas and like it was a pretty different direction, obviously from Melee Stats. <laughs> Actually, um, Wheat uh, said something about how, you know, people know Mango. Like on your podcast, he, he talked about how people know Mango, but um, we're trying to bring attention to just different concepts like, like Hanky Panky uh, or Abu. And I feel like, I guess I'm like, Melee Stats gone rogue, because you saw, you saw my latest video, it's it's about Mango. You were the chosen one. I was the, I betrayed him, dude. I mean, we've got to feel like so conflicted, because like, okay, fire, good for you for branching out into the world, but why are you just grabbing the lowest hanging fruit, dude? Lowest hanging fruit, dude. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as funny as it is, is saying, like, I'm an agent that's gone rogue. Yeah, it's definitely just, you know, it's just a whole separate thing. Like, I've just kind of gone on my own. Like, um, yeah, I, I might, like, consider, like, oh, like, working with them on a future project because I really like what they're doing. But right now, um, I just have all these ideas. And, um, yeah, like, um, I made that one with, uh, like, I, I guess the one after the Hungry Box was when I, I made that one about Mango's Puff being Sheik Dare's worst nightmare. Because when he played Puff against Zane, because, you know, you shouted out Metagame before, big shouts to that, because Mango played Puff after that, and, and there's nothing that makes me happier. <laughs> and um, he played Puff against Zane Sheik, and he did he punished a Dare, right? And he punished Mewtwo King's Dare back in 07, so I was like, oh, let me just make a video about that, about how his, his Puff is the worst nightmare to any Sheik's Dare. And so I made a video and I put shark, you know, shark music. <laughs> and um, then I made, then I just started making like short content videos from there. I was like, oh, like, um, you know, this concept with this little music sounds pretty cool. Uh, then the first time I made like a, a longer form video was when I made the one with Death Note. Cause I was just like, dude, when I come back to Melee, like, you know how I told you that guy whooped me and I just didn't really feel like playing for a while. But when I came back, I touched the controller, just like how Light touched the notebook. And it's like, oh my god, I used to be this player. I had these rivals. I was like, dude, I gotta beat that guy. I gotta beat that Peach player. I gotta, I gotta beat these other guys. Like, I gotta, I gotta get back in shape. That's how I felt when I touched the controller. So that's the idea behind that video, if you've seen it. Um, and then, yeah, I just been executing different ideas. I have so many like in mind. I have one about uh, Sfat actually. Like, it's similar to like you know someone wrote an article recently about like how underrated he is. Like, I have like some ideas about that. Um, I have one about uh, PewPew, shouts to him. Like, I, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of work and it's draining 
like editing the same seven seconds over and over but like oh yeah i'm sure i i really hope like i get these ideas out there because i think they can be pretty sick yes absolutely shout out to ppu and his midriff you can you got to figure out a way to incorporate that selfie into a PPU video if you ever do make one. No pressure, though. You have lots of ideas, and that's really oh, cool man. to hear that you're yeah. just going. It comes down to time and just yeah. the willingness to, ed to edit because that is really a beast. Even with just audio, it's semi-challenging sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But I can't even imagine for you having to do video as well. That's just a whole, that is a whole other thing. So good for you. So you have a YouTube. We'll be sure to yeah. plug that in the description of this here podcast. But before we plug. Appreciate that. How are we doing on time? You doing okay? Oh, yeah. I'm doing great. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we got to talk about a little bit. We have to talk about this a little bit because it's all about the timeliness. It's all about the fact that there was great melee this past weekend with summit champions league i was saying slippy champions oh, league in the preview yeah. the nintendo mm -hmm. ninjas i'm just so happy i'm alive right now dude oh but dude it's summit champions league too. you got hit with the needles and you got like dash attack fared and now you're just reaching for the ledge begging for your life i don't even think i'm gonna make it to the ledge yet. oh no dude <laughs> but but were you able to catch any Sorry, of the games friend. yesterday I was, I was, and I'm very hyped about it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you, well, just short of Mango pulling out the puff just for kicks and giggles for the second Final Destination game, that okay, went yeah, about as well. Ideal, that went about as well as I've you could ask for. Kind of accepted. That's not. It hurts. It really hurts me to say it, but yeah, it's probably not happening. <laughs> Well, um, not yesterday, but the point is, is that Mango did win Summit Champions oh, yeah. League 2 Week 1. Oh, yeah. So congrats yeah. to Mango. You got to be there. Post-interview oh, yeah. was fun. <laughs> no, I I'm did... still yeah, I'm still a huge fan. Puff is just like, yeah, that, that'll be like, it's my favorite thing ever. But dude, I'm still, yeah, I'm still a huge fan. I'm really hyped about yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. What set comes to mind when you're thinking about yesterday? Like, do you remember the Zayn Mango set the most because that was the last one that was played? Or what was another one that you remember watching and just going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh? Uh, for me, definitely Zayn Mango. Um, I mean, it's um, Winner's Bracket, right? So it's just only three sets. Um, and, you know, Cody can do better for sure. I, I know he's going to come back stronger. Um, but, uh, you know, Zayn Mango... Just Mango playing, you could tell he turned it up um, when he started playing Zane, and he, two FD games, dude. Like, I think the big debate right now is whether we're going to call it Final Mango Nation or Mango Destination. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Mango Destination better. That's just me, though. Yeah. Yeah, and like going into the games, right? So he got a quick two stocks. Immediately thought of, I immediately thought of Summit, um, Summit uh, 9, because, um, if you remember, um, one of the, like, it wasn't a huge upset, because, you know, like, Mango can beat Zane, like, we all knew that, but Zane was looking strong, and he had the upper hand in game four, but then Mango got that edge with a, I still remember the combo, it was, like, Shine, um, forwarder on the platform, I think. Okay, never mind, I don't remember the combo, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm but he let it. It was like a four myself. piece. It was a four piece that led into a forward smash, and he just changed the whole set. Cause game five, he got two quick stocks, and that's exactly how Mango started the set yesterday. It was the same way. He got a quick two stocks, 
uh, and like, damn, like that was sick. And but Zayn immediately tied it back, and he just didn't lose a stock from there. He four stocked him, right? And you gotta expect some damage to Mango's mental right there. But he kept it together, and uh, on. On Dreamland, you know, he, he had a pretty solid game. But then we have FD. And, uh, you know, as we all know, that's that's very dangerous territory. And even with Mango being the only Spacey to take games consistently from Mewtwo King back in the day. And at Birthday Bash, he took two back-to-back games. And, you know, in the first SEL, he took an FD game. But this time, I was like, yeah, it's not really happening, dude. You watch the first two stocks, and Zane's dominating. And Mango just doesn't have footing doesn't look like the best he's ever played so and he needs to be at his best to beat Zane on FD especially so I just you know I just I didn't expect that I don't think a lot of people expected it but he just never gave up he got the openings he needed he incorporated spot dodge shine which I think is a pretty good mix-up from him because he doesn't do that very often right he had good laser control he had good follow-ups from the shine and even if he dropped it he just he like he, he, he was in there mentally and if he got grabbed, he got grabbed, but he made sure to get out at the earliest possible opportunity, and he just kept comboing the mess out of Zayn, and by the next game, Zayn was shook, and it was just a completely different set. It was incredible. Twitch. Fire, are you sure you haven't done commentary yourself, and that also, do you <laughs> want to do commentary? <laughs> My bad, dude. Did it sound like commentary? <laughs> no, you sounded awesome. I'm like, Fire, you just keep, keep going. You are sounding awesome right now. You've been sounding great uh, I mean, so far the entire time, but like I was like all of a sudden I was like, "What's happening right now? This is awesome." I appreciate that a lot, dude. I've actually commentated in locals before, um, and I've been told like I have potential, but I just I never really followed through. I guess um, I've just been I've just been that guy in general where I just have like my foot in different areas, and I've just never followed through on a lot of them. Like you know how I said I had this article that like um, I was working with Edwin, it was just like oh like this could be sick, and then he gave me some, some tips on like. You know how to, but I just never followed through. And then um, same thing with um, commentary. Like I went through some locals, and I just never really followed through. But um, I I really like it, uh, and I think I might consider it someday. I guess I I didn't expect to hear that from you. I'm really happy you said that. Um, but I I have I think I have decent knowledge because I'm really into like um, Smash history and stuff and. I've talked about like gameplay on like you know Melee Stats podcast, and I've discussed it with the rest of uh, uh, Melee Stats. And I did MPGR, so like I know like in, so not just gameplay, but like you know like set history and just like how um, certain players kind of tend to play and like their records and stuff. So I mean I've been pretty out of touch compared to back in 2018 when I did MPGR, but like yeah, I just have like I guess I put myself into like these various things, so I have like little bit of knowledge in like different areas so i think it could work out but just haven't really thought about it well you got a lot of fish to fry certainly but that's <laughs> really cool to hear like that you got like that you even got to do mpgr i did not know that that's really cool um i wanted to yeah. ask about i wanted to ask about if you got to see one of my favorite sets of the day yesterday ginger versus Sfat for the division one relegation match where yes the w- <laughs> yeah Game yes, five. yeah, no, that's that's um. I think, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of um, Sfat. Uh, he, so I think he might have improved my parents' impression of melee, because <laughs> um, at some point he was living in the CLG house and uh, he was four minutes away and uh, he actually just came through and played 
even though I'm just like this, uh, I'm just a scrub. <laughs> he came through and played with me and my, my OG partner I told you about, Joseph. Um, and like he was really courteous, like he was really nice. Uh, and so I think my parents were impressed by that. And he was just really chill with me. And um, he also, so shout out to David Chong and Venelox. They're like known SoCal players, they're pretty good. They were just challenging. They just came up to SFAT one day at a SoCal tournament, and they're just like, yo, we challenge you to a doubles money match. You pick anyone in the venue, right? And then he, he, he chose me, and that's like one of my favorite moments in Melee, because uh, you know, I got free $10. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because I I really like um, SFAT as a player, uh, and I think he's, just, he's really cool, so I have a lot of bias going into the set that you're talking about. Um, Oh and no, I was see... definitely rooting for SFAT as well. I mean, yeah. I love watching Ginger, but I was I was rooting for SFAT. I, I won't lie. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, a lot of Ginger's contributions to the scene. Like he makes really good videos about mental, like Falco and everything. But yeah, like SFAT's SFAT's my man. Always rooting for that guy. And just now that you know all my bias for him, just that made that set so much better, dude. Like I was just like, oh, like I know he's been working hard, uh, and to see him, because I think he's lost the last few sets to Ginger, if I remember correctly. So so to see him, like, really... Like, you could tell he prepared for that matchup, right? Like, he was ready for different situations. And uh, he... His mental game was really on point. Like, Ginger really picked up momentum going into Game 5. I think you would... I think it's safe to say Ginger probably looked like he was more likely to win, even though S-Fight kept bringing it back. And that whole set was just... I think, yeah, we were just really on edge that whole time. It was very exciting. So... I know one thing. Esvet was definitely ready for Kadoran. I feel so bad. That oh yeah, dude. <laughs> also yeah. winning two games on FD. <laughs> I was yeah. so I was so surprised. I was like, I thought Kadoran was good, but dude. but in all fairness to Kadoran, Kadoran was not the only Marth player in Summit Champions League that failed to win a game on FD against a really good spacey but you get it so then the memes make me so mad about like s and zane so when he did that like um i mean i know kadoran will come back strong and he probably didn't feel oh, yeah. too good about that loss but just seeing s like show that he's really sick of this game like like i love it whenever that happens um because i'm sick and tired of the memes man like zane is good like we gotta just <laughs> respect yeah like yeah he beat s so many times in a row but you know people don't make memes about wizzy right so i think people should okay, show more so respect the... The the Kadoran thing. Let's just let's just be real about the fact that Kadoran smashed the crap out of Plup, which I was even more surprised by. Oh yeah, I'm going. Plup has all the momentum in the world right now, just like on a yeah. rocket ship to the moon, stonks up the yeah. the whole the whole thing, and then Kadoran just three O's him more or less, if I recall correctly. I have the relegation here. Let's see. Okay, three one. Excuse me, my bad. Plup took a game, but. 3-1 is still not necessarily close. Nailbiter sort of a set. All that to, yeah. all that to say, I, I was I was very surprised. But one one more thing about Ginger S Fat. <laughs> I know that S Fat has come out and said that he was not listening to music, but you know people have been putting on some musical tunes yeah. <laughs> of what he might. Have you come up? Should I even ask you? Are you going to still make a video about that, or or do you just want to? Oh. Do you feel comfortable sharing what song he was he was allegedly allegedly listening to? Uh, I dude, I actually didn't even consider that. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually a pretty sick idea. Um, I'm not sure. I would have to see it and like get a feel for the beat and everything. <laughs> 
No, um, a bunch of people did that because BTS Smash Twitter put out a post saying, what was SFAT listening to? Wrong yeah. answers only. Yeah, that tweet was hilarious. Shout out to that whole team, by the way. Aiden, um, just, they're, they're really funny. <laughs> like, they're really invested in Smash and they make the funniest tweets. Oh yeah, I love the BTS Smash Twitter. Everybody should go follow that. My my oh, yeah. own my own thinking was just picking something that's like completely off beat, something that totally is not worth jumping up and down to. Like somebody somebody did Jump by Crisscross, I think. Yeah, that, that was really Yeah, yeah. No, in Twitch chat we saw different like ideas and Crisscross like made us like a lot of us were just like lumbering Crisscross. <laughs> Because he's just jumping, and that's that's what Chris Cross says, right? Jump, mm, jump. It's like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that makes that makes total sense. But I was like uh, thinking of like, it has to be something operatic where there's no rhythm yeah. whatsoever, just to be just because I, mean, I like the juxtaposition or the uh, what do they call it? There's a very fancy uh, word for I. Uh, it's like reversal of your expectations. It's not mm-hmm. juxtaposition. It's not reversal. What's it called? Oh well, anyway, you get it. It's that yeah, like um subverted. I I subverted your expectations. Instead of listening to "Jump" by Crisscross, Sfat was listening to an aria by some operatic operatic singer. You get it. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, I just um. What was I gonna say? So as, as funny as um like you know that tweet and just like all these song ideas are, um I I think it's just really sick how he like. I mean, he and PPU, like, just, they believe in their, they have their own principles when it comes to Melee and, like, you know, what Coach Bobby, like, suggests. I, I just like that they stick to it, right? Like, because, um, yeah, like, I think a lot of people, if they were told, like, oh, this is good for your blood, like, you know, maybe consider doing this during competition, even if you're on camera in front of, like, thousands of people. But he just doesn't care um, about what they think, you know? It doesn't, doesn't matter if people make fun of him. I'm going to be Ginger. I'm going to jump and shake it. So, I respect that. And on the trampoline too. Highly respectable. Oh, okay. That, well, that was the pop-off. That was just funny. <laughs> I can't believe there's just like a little trampoline ready for the yeah. pop-off at any moment. Uh, and then the commentators picked up on it. It was so funny to see them commentate about that too. <laughs> and that's what that's what people like like Slime and, and Lovage and Squid are, are oh, perfect yeah. for. They're so oh, yeah. perfect for the trampoline pop-off. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout-out to Squid, by the way. He's, like, the first person I lost to in a tournament ever. <laughs> you, like, sit down and go, like, oh, okay. Oh, we're doing rock, paper, scissors. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I didn't like... know who he I didn't know who he was, but one of my friends who came with me to that tournament was like, oh, you're playing Squid. Like, he's really good. And I was like, I went up to Squid, and I was like, I don't know who you are, but I heard you're good. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like, who told you that? I was like, oh, like, I said his name. He was like, I don't know who that is. And he was like, oh, it's probably because I'm ranked. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and I was like, wait, he's ranked? Then <laughs> uh, you found out exactly how good he was after that. Well, shout out to Squid. Yes, love Squid's commentary. Yeah. Yeah, and just and his Falco, like, and just yeah, just him in general. He's really chill at venues and everything. So, any other? I we in terms of time, I'm almost ready to wrap it up. So, why don't you oh, pick sure, one yeah. more set that you remember from yesterday that you want to go over real quickly? Huh? Do you mind uh, refreshing me? There, there was I'm like, there was a lot of stuff that happened. I'm trying to remember. 
tons and tons uh, of stuff. Uh, another yeah. set that I was thinking of was Aklo versus Keizu, just because we got to see the Link Low come out, but only for one game, Sag. And then there was Hacks versus Soonsei. There was Sfat versus Kadoran, Moki versus Axe. And then in Division 1, it was Zane versus Hbox, S2J versus Wizrobe, Manga versus Ginger, IBDW versus None. Um, well, first off, I wanted to say shout-outs to... Um, I forgot who I'm shouting out. <laughs> One of the players you mentioned. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. Wait, well, what was the, um, the ones you, you said in, in the beginning again, like before you got to Division 1? Yeah, so Division um, 2... Aklo versus Keizu. Oh, Aklo. Yeah, well, yeah, Aklo and Keizu. I, I like both of them a lot. Like, I really like Keizu's Peach um, and Aklo, like, both his Fox and his Link. So, shout out to both of them. It was a really good set. Um, but I also wanted to talk about um, uh, a Moki Hbox just because just it was kind of like Leffen back in 2015 where he just said a bunch of things and there was a lot on the line because of what he said. And Moki did the same thing. Where... He was like, yo, like, I deserve to be there. Hbox does not deserve to be there. Uh, and he got matched up exactly against Hbox, right? <laughs> and, uh, you, uh, you know that Aiden did that on purpose, and that was excellent, an excellent content decision, for sure. <laughs> Best commissioner yeah, in the league. Best commissioner in the see. league. I mean, Aiden's just been really sick. Just, I mean, shout-outs to all TOs. Like, I tried doing this thing for a while where I just hashtag thank TO Thursday. It didn't really catch on, but, like, um, the first couple of weeks, a lot of shout-outs were made. Uh, I think it's... I think we should all just, whenever we get the chance, just shout-out TOs. Because everyone says, like, they're not thanked enough, but then no one really, like, thanks them from what I've seen. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I don't mean to, like, speak for everyone, so just shout-outs to, like, all TOs and, like, I just... I yeah. I I mean I bring them onto the podcast to say thank you, but that's okay. You know you get. Well, no, 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 no. I didn't mean you. I just mean in <laughs> no, no, no. You're sick, dude. You have like the best guests. Like you have people from like the best content. You have people from the best tournaments. Like, nah, dude, you're you're. <laughs> Allegedly. No. no, I've been. I got outplayed, dude. <laughs> I look no, like no, a... no, no. Again, I'm teasing. I'm having, fu- I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having no, fun. I'm just, okay, I'm you're, just you're good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, okay. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just playing into it, just like how Aiden um, played into the Moki Hbox beef. But um, it was such um, a good match, though. Even though, even yeah. though it wasn't okay, I guess some of the games were sort of close, but Moki really did have a handle on the set overall. Yeah, I mean, I think there were some pivotal points. Um, game three, um, he had to make a comeback there. A significant comeback, right? He was mm. down one stock low percent to Hbox's two stocks low percent, and he really brought it back. Um, yeah, the final game was, you know, dominant, but if he didn't win game three, everything might have been different because he needed to maintain counter pick advantage too. So, and yeah, good for Moki now, Division One. Let's go. And actually, not the only new face in Division One, two other players as well. There's a lot of change ups after the after just one week of competition. So yeah. definitely looking forward to week two coming up this weekend, but right. let's not preview. I want to make <laughs> sure that before we get you out of here, I want to make sure that we can promote the stuff that you are on fire, the social medias mm-hmm. and content places and whatnot. Do you want to just go ahead and tell the people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. But um, first I wanted to say shout outs to you. Um, like I just said, you have really sick podcast and, uh, 
I can't wait to see what like it blow up because you have such thick content. You ask amazing questions. You do really good research, and you have like you have amazing people on. Um, so shout out to Bono, the Smash Mountain. Um, but yeah, I guess first I want to shout out um, Melee Stats because uh, they've always had my back, uh, and uh, they really made me feel like I'm a part of something. Like I haven't participated in the the Discord as much lately, but um, they like they really made me feel like I'm a part of something, and I I, I felt like it it was just really cool to get opportunities like be part of the podcast and you know MPGR and uh, yeah, just various things like that, and uh, but yeah, uh, and then going on to me specifically, uh, so I have YouTube. Um, been making content as uh, as Cipher graciously promoted. Um, so you can just find me at YouTube.com/c/firepuff12. Um, I have Twitter, which is also Firepuff12. Um, I just made a TikTok because. Uh, my OG training partner was like, yo, like you make short form YouTube content. What if you got some stuff on TikTok? Like uh, it doesn't have much of a melee ecosystem, but you know, it's worth a shot. So, so I just uploaded uh mango in seven seconds. Uh, so uh, on TikTok, which is also a Firepuff 12. And um, what else? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it. I don't really, maybe sometime in the future I might, stream right now it's not really feasible um so i don't know if you wanted to follow me like a year in advance or something <laughs> that's also part of 12 but i i mean i'm not sure about that uh but, yeah. no if the we'll yeah. let the hardcore people find you there you know if you get a few yeah, yeah. follows on twitch then you know someone yeah, really yeah that was just mostly vibing yeah, I'm just mostly joking because everything is Firepuff 12 but um but yeah i mean dude thank you so much for for having me on um really appreciate it uh my bad if uh you know some answers i'm not i don't think i'm like the best speaker so i think some answers i said like i'm a lot and i didn't explain it like the best but like you know i hope uh like i hope it uh it was what do you call it like you know the points came across I should and, uh, I should send you a link to this YouTube video that I'm rather fond of, but one of the quotes from it is, <clears throat> "This Nutrigrain bar is rather satisfactory." Like in other words, you did such a great job here, and Fire, I'm uh, so excited to see what you do and how you grow. Maybe not necessarily on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> I would be so jealous if you got famous on TikTok super super quickly. Did- Probably not happening. There's not that much of a melee following there, but that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but you could okay. Well, the other thing is, is that look at the Ludwig form formula. Didn't get mm-hmm. famous specifically, specifically off melee. Use melee as a as a jumping point, maybe, and right. then pl- did other content, did other ideas, just mm-hmm. really grinded the system well and has worked hard to get to where he is now capping off the subathon allegedly right. capping it off tomorrow allegedly <laughs> we'll see um, you know, yeah actually as um one of ludwig's roommates i don't remember which one said um like if they were in his shoes like they wouldn't do it like i he, yeah it's very demanding job he has i'm not sure if i want to um get into that and even if i got into that like it'd be very very difficult to like even make it to like a point of like average 100 viewers right so um, I just I have massive respect for for streamers. Um, shout out to streamers. Um, I might 
do it someday because um, I, I heard like a couple of people telling me like, oh, like you, you might be good at that. So I'll see. But yeah, just massive respect to them. Shout out to Sabaton. Um, yeah, I mean, and if some anyone listening like likes what Cypher is saying right now, why don't you go for it? Anyone can try. <laughs> Exactly. That's how I got inspired to do this myself. It was just sort of yeah, the question shouts of, to well, Alston Melee and you getting inspired. Yes, Alston I, I Melee, Wannabes Podcast. Love the Wannabes Podcast. They, love they... Wannabes. Um, actually, one of the episodes that I was on Melee Stats Podcast, we had uh, JD. He's the he's the second person, right, besides uh, Wasabi? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Co-host, yep. yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, the co-host, yeah. So, I had a podcast with him, so shout-outs to him. Uh, and uh, and Wasabi is super chill. Like I met him, we were playing Among Us, and uh, turned on for Walt's uh, group. And then uh, uh, we just trade ideas about neutral game like all the time. And it's really fun to talk to him. So. Yeah. And with that, I think that's about all I have. Fire, thank you so much for joining me here on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. <laughs> Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. You made it. You're on the other side. And you probably noticed that we don't have a lot to go through yet. Probably only a few minutes. That's what I'm aiming for this segment to be. Just a few minutes. Are you guys with me? Sorry, excuse me. Are y'all with me? <laughs> let's not <laughs> let's not try to keep you held up here too much longer. I just want to talk about how I went six and two in my predictions. Ooh. Going six and two in your predictions for how sets will turn out in melee might be predictable when you think about it in one way but when you think about it in another way I could have been more wrong than I turned out to be I could have had a lot of wrong guesses about who was going to win this who was going to win that but the point of all that is to say I correctly predicted these sets from yesterday's matches I predicted Zane over Hbox I predicted Mango over Ginger I did not predict none over IBDW and by the way none has his father he has his father in the ICU and so we are hoping and praying that that recovery happens as soon as possible S2J over Wizzy I did predict S2J I also predicted Aklo over Keizu and that is not what happened it was game 5 it was the last hit last stock but Keizu took it so congrats to Keizu I correctly predicted Sunsei over Hax Money, Sfat over Kadoran, and Moki over Axe. So 6-2 and two is not bad. I'm taking a little bit of a victory lap because I might not be able to do this again. <laughs> when we preview this upcoming, this upcoming week, whoever I bring on to talk about it with, it'll be exciting, whoever that ends up being, don't know yet. But whenever that happens and whenever that episode comes out, I'm going to feel a little bit of pressure because there's precedent. I could potentially go 6-2 and two again, and I think that might be the expectation. Well, y'all are going to have to bear with me because I might just go crazy and say, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Whoever's playing Mango first, that person's going to beat Mango. There, I said it, and then be completely wrong, and then y'all get to do your internet donuts around me and say, you suck at predictions. <laughs> So we don't know what the future holds. All we know is that I had a pretty good weekend in terms of predicting, so hooray for that. I also correctly predicted that Mango was going to take it all for week one in the Division One single elimination bracket, although it was really between him and Zane from a perspective of someone saying, 
I don't really know a ton about Melee, but I know who Mango is. I know who Zane is. So I'll just pick one of those two. But I felt it in my heart that Mango was going to win. So how about that? Fellow Eagles fan. That's something we have in common, I guess. But Zane and I also love BoJack Horseman. So what are you going to do? Alrighty. I think that's really all I wanted to get into before letting y'all go. I wanted to briefly try to wrap up the first week of Summit Champions League 2. I was saying Slippy. It's actually Summit Champions League 2. And I don't really have much more to add other than what Fire and I already talked about. So thank you all for listening. It's amazing that I do have people who listen to the podcast. That has been a thing since day one, by the way. But there are more of you now. And even though there are more of you, and I guess I kind of feel more pressure, I've also received lots of fun, positive feedback, very wholesome feedback. So thank you all. And for those who listen, who lurk in the chat, if you will, who don't say anything, I also really appreciate y'all as well because you're padding the numbers. And I know that when I talk into a microphone for hours on end and then push it out, someone's listening. So thank you so much for taking the time for however you actually choose to consume the content if you're just trying to get out of the lazy hazy work afternoon and be transported into the world of melee or if you're doing the podcast sorry listening to the podcast whilst walking like fire was saying however you do it i appreciate it maybe i could make that my little spiel for the last minute here that if you listen to this podcast in a work situation work setting I know I do because sometimes I have to drive, so that means I listen to podcasts. Or if you are listening at home, if you're listening while working out. By the way, how you have such strength and fortitude to listen to this while working out. Maybe just reach out on hashtag BSMPod and just let me know how you like to listen to the content. If somebody actually responds, I'll be sure to retweet it. Because who is listening as of right now? Those listen counts. I'm pretty sure they only go about 15 or 20 minutes in. But who actually is paying attention to the end of the episode? So you know what I mean? So that's a challenge. Challenge to y'all who are still here. Do you have the courage to use the hashtag, hashtag on Twitter, hashtag BSM pod, and say where you're listening to this podcast from? Do you have the courage to do it? I believe in you. But if not, I still believe in you. How about that? I have faith in you, and I love you as much as a podcasting person can love the faceless audience. But I know that you all are Melee people. That's that's who listens to this podcast. Melee people listen. And we already have a great thing in common. So how can there not be the camaraderie and the awesomeness of Melee just sort of generating the goodwill between all of us even if it's not true love like the content creators say they don't really love their audiences maybe that's true that they don't and that i don't actually love you in another type of way but the love of melee is real i know we all have it so that's how i'll that's how i'll contextualize that okay no more talking let's get you out of here and we'll catch you later how about that